Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. Ah, We've got a fascinating show in store for you today. Uh, An uh, old friend back in town, connected, and uh, I think you'll like him. But first, of course, we have... Our quotes of the day with uh, from the universe and from Abraham to get us started. I know you've been waiting all week long for our quotes. Let's see what Mike Dooley and the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. You don't have to take everything so seriously. Life isn't black and white. Answers aren't always yes or no. And absolutely nothing has to happen today. Act when you're ready. Be led by your feelings. And the next time someone wants to fit you into a mold, just tell them that your jeans are in the wash, your angels are at the mall, and Oprah's on the other line. Fuzzy as dice, the universe. (laughs) We love our quotes from Mike Dooley and the universe. Having a little fun with us today, reminding us not to take life so seriously. And if somebody else is trying to get you to take life so seriously... Let them know your angels are out at the mall shopping, you know, looking for new halos, a new robe, you know, just have some fun. Have some fun with life, right? People always say life's too short not to have fun. Well, actually, life's too long not to have fun. So let's all enjoy ourselves just a little bit more. And let's see what Abraham has for us today. You cannot have a happy ending to an unhappy journey. Abraham. Oh, a really short quote today. Usually my Abraham quotes are much longer than my universe quotes. Today it's the opposite. So you can't have an unhappy ending to a happy ending to an unhappy journey. I think this is probably the epitome of so much of what Abraham talks about how you know we we come up with these things that are excuses to help us to feel better. And Really, that's all they are is excuses. And it's not really about achieving something or getting something, having the big house, the nice car, the beautiful boyfriend or girlfriend. It's about how it makes you feel um, when you think about these things. And, And that's the whole point is that if you're not enjoying yourself, if you're not having a good time in the process, it doesn't matter where you end up, you're still not going to be happy. 
right? It's it, Abraham's sort of also encouraging us to, you know, make sure every step along the way, I mean, very much in line with our quote from the universe as well, that if we enjoy the journey, if we enjoy the process, if we enjoy our day-to-day life, step by step by step, then it doesn't matter where we end up, we'll feel happy, we'll feel good, we'll feel, you know, joyful. But if you're struggling and struggling and painful and this and that and, 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 and you think like, oh, one day this will all be worth it, you've missed the point. What are you doing spending your life being miserable for what? You think there's a, a, a golden pot at the end of the rainbow? No, the point is to enjoy the rainbow, not the gold at the end of the rainbow. And I think this is, I mean, it's quite interesting today that June 30th, the last day of June, um, before we head into July, summer's already started. I mean, the energies have been very interesting lately. I don't know about where you are, but definitely in New York City, a lot of people have been talking about it. But it's like, look, let's not like take life so seriously that we can't enjoy the little things. We can't enjoy a sunny day, a walk in the park, a beautiful red flower. You know, it's all about those little moments. It's all about the little things. So, two wonderful quotes, I think, from the universe and from Abraham. Um, I hope you enjoyed them. And, of course, we'll have more quotes for you next week. Oh. And remind me, I have some announcements about our schedule next week. So make sure you stay tuned. And of course, also just to let everybody know who's listening, if you want to catch us live on the Facebook live stream, uh, we are streaming live once again, especially because I have my guest in, in studio. And it is my pleasure. Let me flip the phone around so you can see. There he is. I would like you to meet my guest, Stephen Riboletto. All right. Well, close enough. Riboyero. Yeah, okay. We'll take it. We'll take it. Okay. Uh, Stephen is an amazing human design professional. He studied with the very source of human design, Ra Urahu. Um, was that right? No. Ra Uruhu, yeah. Ra Uruhu um, from 1999 to 2011. That's 12 full years. Um, and he's been a, a, a full time human design practitioner. Not only did he study this for himself, but he's become a practitioner where he helps other people to um, understand about this system for the last 12 years. Um, which means he's been sort of in and around this community, I guess, for the last 17 years. Since day one. Since day one. Wow. And he is only one of a handful of practitioners that have participated in, in several three-year courses on health, psychology, and cosmology in relation to human design. He's worked in California, Hawaii, Martha's Vineyard, and now New York City, and has analyzed over 8,000 charts. It might be, I might be generous with myself there. Oh, it's hard okay. to keep, it's hard to know exactly, but like how many a good peop- number. How many people does that represent? Like five, 6,000 people? 
Uh, yeah, at least. Wow, wow. I would think, yeah. Well, you know, I always remember what Tony Robbins said when I went to one of his seminars, and he said, you know, look, it's not that I'm any smarter than any of you. He says, I just worked with so many people, I'd have to be a complete idiot not to have learned something. That's That sounds good, yeah. <laughs> so I'll buy that. So you must have learned quite a bit in, in all these people that you've learned with. So, But first, I want to know, how did you come to this human design system? And, and for our listeners, don't worry, we're really going to get into what it is and how it works and everything in detail. But first, I just want to know, like, how did it find you or how did you find it? Well, it found me. It found you. I was okay. living on the island of Martha's Vineyard. Uh-huh. I was dating this woman who was staying in her parents' house and she had a friend who needed a place and she let her stay there. Okay. And as a thank you, when this woman's father arrived, mm-hmm. uh, she, he was a educated human. He was one of the first teachers that graduated as an official teacher of human design, the first round of 20 people. Oh, really? His name was Ed Stanton. Mm-hmm. And he gave my friend, my girlfriend, a reading. Mm-hmm. And then she insisted that I get one. Okay. And I resisted. I was not into it. Oh. I could I could care less. I'm mm-hmm. a Queens boy. <laughs> sex, drugs, rock and roll. All I just right. wanted to get rich or die trying kind mm-hmm. of attitude. And uh, eventually I met the guy. We hung out. We partied. We barbecued a lot. So got to know each other and he was right. a really cool guy he was in san francisco at haight ashbury he was a oh. he was a merchant marine he was in vietnam as an objective observer he was in afghanistan oh. he was in all these really hot places at the hot times and he wow. happened to be right where Ra first arrived in the united states which was in taos new mexico and oh. Ra put up the mandala for an advertisement for a lecture and uh-huh. as Ed said, he goes, as soon as I saw that mandala, I knew that's exactly what I've been looking for my whole life. Wow. And he went to the first lecture, and he signed on right there and became a teacher. Ended up on Martha's Vineyard. He used to live on the vineyard on and off. He was a sailor, so he had his boats there and stuff. Okay. He was there during the filming of Jaws. Oh, wow. So, so let me ask you, when you had that first experience with human design with, with Ed, what was it like for you as he started to show you the... The, the mandala and start talk to you about all these different aspects what did you think initially were you like this is crazy this is nuts or were you fascinated or were you like huh? oh, wow this is perfect well actually back then it was really cryptic and we mm-hmm. only had what was called the ravi ching the book of uh, with the gates and the lines and we would just read straight out of the book and it didn't really make sense uh, but i found it really interesting okay and just from like I wanted to know more perspective, I kept on digging mm. and wanting him to explain it more and more because it was just fascinating. But I didn't really get it right oh, away. You didn't get, well, I was just curious if there one thing that he said during that initial reading that you like really rung true for you that helped you to understand yourself? Yes. The one thing that really rang true is I don't know myself and I never will. And it's not important. Ooh. It's not important for you it's to know yourself. It's not important. It's not about me knowing myself. It's about me knowing who's in front of me. There are vehicles out there that are designed to bring me exactly where I'm supposed to be and who I'm supposed to be with, and they will bring me to Mm. that place. And that's their job in the sense of how we connect to each other as far as my journey. And my mother would often say, I always seemed lost. Hmm. And I'm here to embrace being lost, which is how I got to all these wonderful places in my life. It wasn't my decision to get there. Really? Well, I mean, of course, I ended up saying, "Uh uh-huh, yes to it. But I was brought there. I was invited. I was asked. I did not pursue these places. Got you. Got you. So for some people, not for everybody, but for some people, it's okay not to know yourself. 
Yeah. No, no. I mean, that's a huge revelation because everyone is always out thinking they have to know themselves. Yes. Well, it's interesting. I've worked in uh, off-Broadway a lot, and I Mm -hmm. did a lot of actors' charts. Mm -hmm. And most actors have an open identity. Because, what does that mean? Well, that's well, this center being lost is about your identity, okay. love and direction in life. Okay. And most of them, like I worked on my first show, I had 13 actors. Every single one of them had what's called an open G center, an open identity, uh, because they could take on any role. Uh, Peter Sellers often was, I heard, tortured by not knowing himself, himself but right. he was so good at being able to other be other people. Right. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. So for, for those people who are not, and, and I'm sure many of my listeners are familiar with human design, as you know, I had on Peter, Peter Roth. Um, we talked about human design. He did gave me my whole chart on the online. I'm not sure if that was a good thing or a bad thing, because all my listeners now know about my human design, but we'll get a little bit more into it today. But in terms of like, for some Somebody who doesn't know what human design is at all, how would you describe it? How would you compare it to something to give people at least some basic? Well, the idea one, of what the it one is? sentence answer is it's a design. It's designed to guide your decision making process. Okay, it's to know where within yourself you are reliable and consistent, and can consistently know uh, how it resonates to that part of you. Okay. So in human design, it's strategy and authority. There's a strategy by which you're designed to enter into situations correctly as yourself. Right. And then some place within you, it could be your emotions, could be your response, it could be your intuition, it could be your heart. These are several, or it could be your identity. So it's These a self- are places of authority within us. So it's a self-exploration and understanding tool. You can only teach yourself who you are. Human design is just uh, a map. It's a guidance system. I just okay. guide people to their map because I'm educated in it. Right. It's a language. Right, right. I'm just, I've just been speaking this language now for 18 years. Right. And, and there, I mean, there are other languages too some people are into. And I've had numerologists on, astrologers on. You know, there, there are a lot of different tools. What was it about human design that really um, resonated with you that made you say, I want to learn this? Practical and simple direct oh. i mean it just it cuts through all the crap it goes right to the heart of the matter i actually worked with a woman whose husband was uh, head of new york psychology for 10 years in the 70s Ooh. and she said you do or human design does in one hour what it takes 10 years for a psychologist to do wow, wow. Okay. i don't have to, there's no it's a chart and i right. read the chart i don't need input Right, right. You know, right. it's good to know where you are in your journey, but right. the chart is the chart. The facts right. are the facts. Great, great. Okay, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, let's talk about just some of the basics about human design, the chart, um, you know, kind of where human design came from, and then we'll start to educate our audience about what they can learn about themselves through it. Very exciting. Wonderful. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. My guest is Stephen Ribolero, I'm going to torture you, Reb, Reb, and we will be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And, and welcome, welcome to, to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business and your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21st CE Radio or Talk Alternative. Are you concerned about epilepsy, autism, or diabetes? Are you interested in alternative treatments, the impact of health, or new therapies? Then tune into my show, Frank About Health. I'm Frank Harrison, the host. Tune in on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc, where you learn more about these illnesses, treatments, the social impacts, and create a dialogue with each other. That's Frank About Health, Thursdays, 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking all about human design today, learning what your design is. So, Stephen, um, we talked a little bit about how you came to human design. How did human design come into being? It was a mystical revelation that this individual experienced. Ra was not looking. He was not interested in this information directly i mean he always just said i'm just a musician really um but (laughs) he got ra's not his real name or not he was born robert allen krakauer in montreal canada he was uh successful in the media world um he became a he he left he he was a disappeared person actually he was declared dead by his family because he walked out one day and went on his what he called a deconstruction Mm-hmm. where he lost all remnants of Western uh, trappings and ended up living wild on the island of Ibiza. He lived in a tree for, the, for a year in a school chair. Really? In, in a school chair. Yeah. A school in and a he, tree? Oh in a tree. God. And um, he lived wild. And basically, he was the madman of the madman island. Like, the mad people would stay away from him. He wow. was so mad and brilliant and... Uh, would cut you with you know slice you up with his words Um, and then he just he came home to his uh, what was called a ruina Mm -hmm. where he was staying which and he was living wild off the land Mm -hmm. Um, and he opened his door and uh, his lantern that was had no fuel in it and Mm -hmm. was uh, lit and spinning in the middle of the room and this voice said to him are you ready to work and he uh, said it wasn't a question. Uh, and for eight days and nights between January 3rd and 11th, 1987, he was taken over by these forces and given this knowledge. Mm. It's the design of forms. It's, it's, uh, it's really chemical in nature. Life is mechanical. And mm. he was giving mechanical information. This is not personality-based stuff. Mm. You know, so... So so so, ba- so even though mm-hmm. it came from this you know questionable right <laughs> source, <laughs> the information speaks for itself. Right. I mean that's the thing is that it's accurate. I mean the things that 
when, when people hear about what human design has to say about them, uh, people just go, wow, that's really true. Like, that's the way I feel or like that makes complete sense based on how I've lived my life. Well, what I'd like to say is that this is our language and it's in us. And when you get a reading, it kind of just unlocks what's already in you. I'm not here to tell you anything you don't already know about yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm just here to bring it to the surface and concretize it and recognize it as chemistry. Right, right. But, you know, we know it, we know we know ourselves to some degree, but it gets overshadowed by all the stuff we have to deal with. So when right, you get to right. streamline, oh yeah, that is me. I've right. seen that happen. Right. I can resonate to that. And in, in a sense, you know, uh, the younger you are, the better you chance you have of acclimating, mm-hmm. the less unlearning to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the first step in human design is letting go and unlearning right. what doesn't belong so, to you. So what do you need to do a human design chart? Date, time, and place of birth. Date, time, and place of birth. Time is really important. That's my public service announcement to all people ah. that are going to have children. Get accurate birth time. The moment that the child physically separates from the mother when they're two separate beings. Ah. Once the body has cleared the other body. Why is that so important? Well, because this information has a portion of it where with it every seven seconds there's a movement in the chart. Oh, wow. Every seven That's seconds. That's called at the base level. So most people, I wouldn't even bother really looking at that aspect. And it's not Mm -hmm. necessarily even that um, relatable in terms of daily life purpose. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's really nice to have accurate birth time because you can really get amazing information. Gotcha. So in in some ways, it's similar to astrology in that for astrology to be accurate, you need accurate birth time and place. It uses the same mapping system. Okay, same mapping system. Now, from what I understand, human design doesn't just look at the time you were born, but it goes looks backwards three months or something like that? Well, you know, the basis of life is that we live in a duality. Right. Everything is dualistic. Uh-huh. And we are all binaries. Mm-hmm. So the first part of the calculation is your birth date right. when you actually came out. And that's called your personality. And right. the predate is called the design date. Right. And that signifies the end of the second trimester or when the body was completely formed in the womb. Uh, and so once the body is fully built, that moment is when the personality arrives and gets uh, to check out this new vehicle it's going to inhabit for the life of that vehicle and all its bells and whistles before it merges into existence. Right. And this concept of personality and design is is very foundational in human design, isn't it? Absolutely. You you know, it's the body's life, yet we mm. want to think it's our mind's life. We think our minds are in control and running everything, but, you know, <laughs> if you break your leg, good luck trying to run. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. You have to, you live in form on the planet. You are a biomechanism. Right. And you're heavily attached to this earth, so right. allow the bo- it's about allowing the body to be in control of your life, not your mind. Right, right. Okay. And so what are the, some of the basic characteristics that human design talks about oh it talks about all characteristics i mean it it leads to what are the major the major ways you you describe personality and design uh well the design is operating unconsciously Mm -hmm. and it's to recognize that we're not in control because if you were truly in control of your life, you have to run everything, not just what you think you're choosing, you know, where you're living, who you're, uh, wor- who you're working right. for, who you're dating. Right. You'd have to control your blood flow. You'd right. have to control your heart rate. You have to control all your nervous system. We're very fortunate mm. that we live in this illusion 
<laughs> that we are in control of our lives, but uh, nothing is further from the truth. So human design is learning how to surrender to your body, mm. train your mind to listen to your to body. body. That's it. And that's how you teach yourself who you are by watching. It's nothing right. to do in human design. You're just here to be a better observer right. of yourself and mm. watch how things happen. Become We are witness consciousness, right. passengers in a vehicle. So, so what have you seen maybe in your own life, maybe in people you've worked with? How have you seen the insights that you get from human design help them in their lives? Well, we're all taught to make our lives happen. Right. To just do it, as right. Nike would like us right. to, to, to quote. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. But really, that's only p- applies to 9% of us that are here to initiate action on the physical plane. Right. 68% of us are designed to respond, to let our energy be brought out, as right. opposed to ah. thinking we need to use it for our own purposes. Okay. And that's why there's so much frustration, because there's so much attempt at being manifestors at manifesting our lives and then running into roadblocks because we run into this frustration because our energy didn't come out naturally that's why we have such an imbalance on the planet Mm. you know the energy is being used for greed for their own purposes instead of responding to life itself and that's it's really 68 percent of us are designed to operate like you raise a child you raise a child in response Mm. the most annoying sound on the planet is a baby's baby cry, cry because yeah. it forces you to respond to the right, life. Right, right, now right. apply that to every decision mm. for the generators, for the 68%. Right. Respond to life. Don't initiate. The projectors, 22%, are designed to be invited and recognized, mm. not to initiate, mm. not to go make their lives happen yet, but we're all trapped trying to use this energy running around right. like chickens with our heads off in right. this mental world that we've succumbed to. Right. And... Shit ain't working. Sorry <laughs> so, about so, that. So when you get... No, that's fine. <laughs> so, so when you have a, 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 a chart, a, a human design chart, what do you call it? Do you pull a yeah. graph? Body graph. A body graph. So, so what are the basic elements on that chart? Uh, it shows you your entire biological system and how it's all connected. Right. From your, from your pineal to your pituitary to your thyroid to your liver... Right. to your immune system, your lymphatic system, and your stress hormones, and your reproductive center, and your heart, right. stomach, uh, connected to your and, emotional and, solar and, plexus. And the understanding of all this, it's very almost mathematical, right? There's a lot of calculations well, that's, and things. That's the thing that's amazing about design, is mm-hmm. that even though this guy had this experience, and that's how this information came out, once you study it, the math is so perfect. The wheel itself, mm. the 64 gates and the six lines. And once you start to study the how it's interconnected and how things relate to each other, it's okay. definitely impossible to be made up. Yeah. So let, let's uh, define our terms. What, what, are, what are the gates, the 64 gates and what are the six lines? Well, the I Ching, the original okay. book, the Book of Changes, was yeah. made of 64 hexagrams. And every hexagram had six lines. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, and and it's in the form of a wheel. When you look at a human design mandala, you'll see right. the the sixty four numbers arranged according to the wheel of life and how things move. Right. Uh, when you look at the human genome, the human genome is made of sixty four codons, and every codon has six amino acids. Ah. So what you see right at the beginning of the chart is your codons and your amino acids, what's active in you, what you may have that lays dormant, Mm -hmm. and how that hooks up. I mean, you're looking at a schematic. You're looking at an electrical grid. And you have aspects 
of that grid. We all do. We get 26 activations within the 64-gate matrix. We only have 26? 26, 13 on each side from the sun to Pluto, and it's Uh, represented through the planets and the nodes of the moon. Okay. So you have 13 conscious, 13 unconscious. You synthesize that into the 64-gate, nine-centered matrix, and you see which ones you got and Uh, what you don't got, which is actually more impactful than what you have. Ah, okay. And before you were talking about generators and projectors, what's that? Well, the life is basically split into two. Mm -hmm. There's energy types, those Mm -hmm. that have the energy, and those that see the energy. Okay. So you and I, both being energy types, we're in it. We don't see it, but Uh, your wife, mm -hmm. it's okay to mention, she's the one that sees your energy. She's designed to be a guide of energy because she Uh, sees how it moves uh, and often recognizes how inefficient it is. Mm. But if she offers her opinion about it, she can often get met with resistance because nobody invited her. Uh, But if she's invited to be guide, can you please guide me? Can you please guide my energy? But the first step is for her to recognize that she's not the energy either. So if she's caught up in the energy world, then she's no good as a guide. So it's everybody here to recognize their roles and how it works. And that's the future. It's about this cooperation between those that have it and those that see it. And if those that see it are invited to guide and they're recognized as being guides, then they can help things become more successful, which Mm. is their keynote. So that we can become more satisfied that our energy gets out completely every day and we can pass out at night. <laughs> and that's the goal. Though sometimes she gets mad at me for passing out at night on her because she has so much energy and I'm just like the end of the day, well, I flop down in bed, I'm and, out. And that's the thing is she's probably riding around on your energy even though you're passed out because uh, she's, she's open to the frequency. So she's, you're vibrating and then she takes this vibration at an amplified level uh, and she thinks it belongs to her. But that's not the case at all. All right. Cool. All right. So um, we're going to take another quick commercial break. When we come back, let's um, let's like uh, if you want to use my graph, you're welcome to or your own graph. Uh, Use a graph as an example that we can help our audience sort of understand more about what human design really reveals to them about themselves. Absolutely. Wonderful. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. And of course, if anyone wants to call in and ask a question, our call in number is 877-480-4120. We'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. Are you looking for a show where people talk about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Well, then you have come to the right place because The Rob and Callie Show is doing just that. For the last 10 years, Rob and I have been having our own version of Sunday morning therapy sessions on the phone, and now we're bringing it to the radio. So tune in and call in live Wednesdays, 8 to 8.30 on talkradio.myc. And that's Eastern Standard Time, so join us. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day.
And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We're talking with Stephen Reb today all about human design. So this guy, we'll refer to him as Ra. Uh-huh. Had this divine inspiration, let's say. He actually can go to YouTube. It's called Encounter with the Voice. Ooh, he calls it the voice. The voice. Okay. It's the best way to describe Encounter it. Encounter with the voice on YouTube. Yes. YouTube it, people. Um, I'll, I'll actually even I'll post the link to it on the, uh, on the Talking Alternative uh, fan page later. So he, he had this encounter with the voice, came up with this system over eight days. But then it, it actually, he came up with more, I mean, more stuff was revealed over time to him, right? I mean... No, 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 it was all like in that eight everything days. everything was in the eight days? Oh, yeah. Because it was focused and concentrated. Wow. Um, and and uh, so, so I'm, uh, I'm wondering also, because you've had, uh, uh, um, you've been involved with this for a long time, so you had a very strong sort of experience with human design yourself when you first had a chart done. But but what sort of got you to say, you know what, I want to do this. I want to be a human design practitioner and use this to help other people. Well, when you find out the answers to how everything works, it's hard to look elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, he answered all the, all the big questions. They're all answered through the system. I mean, mm. I took three years of cosmology. Wow. And uh, it's, it's just... Like what I what was amazing is like he would teach a whole section of the information and you think, wow, like people get a reading. They think they've heard everything in a sense. Right. But he would do that whole thing and you think you got it all. And then he would start a new course, a new level. And you're like, oh, my God, I don't know anything. Uh, There's this whole other layer that's so impactful on top of whatever I already knew that without knowing this, I like when he revealed the health side of mm, human design. Right. The first eight. See, you can't become who you are until you stop being who you're not. Yeah. And in wow. the first 18 years of this information, he taught everything about what you're not, being uh, what you're open to, what you're being conditioned by, because uh, you have to get understand what you're dealing with before you can really embrace the source. Otherwise, you're constantly being washed over right. by the overriding percentage that is not you. It's not right. bad. It's just not you. Right. It's other right. people. It's what right. you're connecting to. Right. And then once he got into the health portion, that was like a whole new world. Like, I, I started in 99, and he didn't reveal anything about health or psychology until 06. Really? And so in those first seven years, you think you got it. But then when I got what my health information, my nutrition information, and I started to apply it, and I saw the physical. I mean, mm. I went through a massive physical transformation. Wow. Real physical. So, so even though he didn't reveal this over years, he actually got it all in just eight days? He, you know, we, I like to say we watched him write the book. And he couldn't reveal it unless he had students. Oh. Unless there was somebody to teach it to, it didn't come out. Right. So with students, and I was one of this like group of 20 that kind of tried to take almost everything that he mm. offered, uh, we were the ones that consistently came to his class. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, he's no longer among us, is he? He died on uh, the day of Fukushima. Oh, really? In March of, of 2011. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. Okay. So let's um let let let's give our audience like some more like like uh, details so that they can kind of get a better sense of what it's like to receive a human design or what they'll learn about themselves in a human design. So if you want to use me as the guinea pig, like go ahead. So based on my birth time and date, I was born here in New York City. I'm not going to say when. But I was born here in New York City a long time ago. 18 what? (laughs) 
1873. Yeah. Awesome. Wow, that's awesome. Um, what does it say about you? Well, you're a mess. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you are. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so what about well, actually, what's interesting is that you are on this cross of what's called the Sleeping Phoenix. Ah, the cross of the Sleeping Phoenix. And uh, it's really, you, you actually have the chart of what's coming. This is, a, ah. a, this is the theme of post-2027, uh, when we actually have a, a theme change in, uh, in humanity. Ah. And that's what we're all feeling, actually. We're feeling a cycle change. It's not the end. It's just the th- right. there's a major, major shift, shift that's right on our doorstep. We're like, we're already in it. Right. You know, you just watch the newspapers, just watch yeah, about yeah. war and cancer and autism and food and sex and everything's going like we're like Rome. It's it's just about we're just on the tipping point. Right. right. Um, well, why 2027? Uh, well, uh, we're what's uh, there's the thematics of what cycle the world is in. Mm-hmm. And we're in this 412 year cycle that started in se- uh, 1615 and it ends in 2027. No. So everything that we have today began then. Is that based on a position of one of the outer planets or something? That's it's just the global cycle. The global cycle. Okay. We're in these global cycles, and so this is the theme, or the okay. or the theme. So, uh, so, so you actually Phoenix. represent what's coming mm-hmm. in that in that sense. You know, mm-hmm. I think part of why you do this kind of futuristic awareness mm-hmm. kind of work because mm-hmm. we are here becoming more aware. Right. You know, it's about our aura. We have a we have our skin, but there's this outer skin that's you know your personal space, if you'd like right. to call it, right. that we make connection to, and that's we're becoming much more sensitive yeah. to that. This genetic exchange of information that we're all sharing, right. and so you kind of represent this, you know, burning it down to rise out from it, mm. which is what the Sleeping Phoenix, Phoenix. is all about. Uh, and what it says about you is, I mean, human design is simple. It's designed for mothers to raise their children. So the information is presented very direct and very simple. So if, what it says about you is you're here to allow yourself to wait to respond to life. Okay. And you have a sacral. You have this built-in noisemaker down in you, and it makes noises. It goes, uh-huh, and uh-huh. <laughs> and you're <laughs> here to pay that. attention to your noises. Train your mind to hear your sounds. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Thank you. Right there. That's it. That was your body speaking. Mm-hmm. Now... The mind is painfully unaware of these sounds because we were taught to use our words and stop making noises as soon as we could talk. Right. So that muscle is, has been an atrophy for almost all of us yeah. since then. And right. we've been taught to use our minds to figure things out, and the mind is never a place of decisions. And, and then on top of that, you're an emotional being. Hmm. And emotional beings live in a wave. They go up and down. We call hmm. it the hope to pain wave from hope to pain and back uh-huh. again. And it's just that you're constantly, you know, in a sense that most of the time you're underwater, blah, 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 you know, and then all of a sudden <laughs> you peek through the surface, uh, to the surface, you gulp some air and you go, oh, okay, now I see what's, what's correct for me. The right. clarity emerges right. in that moment and then you go right back to being underwater. Hmm. And this is our lives for emotional beings. That's half the population. 50% of us are emotional, putting out emotions. Okay. The other half are taking in emotions, reflecting them. And uh, the ones that take it in are the ones that appear to be emotional. And the ones that are emotional don't appear to be uh, emotional. See, that's interesting because my wife always appears to be much more emotional than I am. I'm the one who appears to be you know, much more calm and even keeled. Yeah, but it's a mirror. She's a mirror of wherever you are if you're alone with together. Uh You know, what we would say, and she is open emotional, right? In her chart. So so. we would say about you as a couple that you should only have private conversations in public places. Okay. 
because okay. if you're if it's she's always a mirror of wherever you are so if you're having this private conversation alone then you're going to only be she's only going to mirror where you are right. but if you're out in public and there's other auras around that she's in two four arm lengths distance to right. and they're emotionally defined then they she can like borrow their emotional energy to kind of even the playing field with you and they're not making emotional demands on her right right so she needs that evenness in order to maybe really express where she is in truth not just mirror you okay gotcha gotcha so there's you know it's just uh so, so what are the different things on the body graph that you're looking at what are these different uh, aspects different fields like well, when you look at a chart, your eyes always go, as an analyst, right to are they a generator or not, Okay. which is the sacral center, okay. which is uh, the life-giving motor. Right. It's the ovaries and the testes. Uh, mm -hmm. Men and women uh, are, are vibrated at a different frequency. Otherwise, we're exactly the same. Okay. So this is the first place we look at in terms of who's a generator and who's not, who's vibrating right. and who not. Generators are the only aura that has a vibration frequency to it the other mm. three types manifestors projectors and reflectors don't vibrate mm. they're still manifestors have energy they are here to initiate action mm -hmm. but they don't vibrate so uh. we we separate who's vibrating from who's not vibrating okay so but but you said i'm a manifesting generator which right. means i have two aspects together right, which means that you actually have a motor connected to the throat but you also have a sacral defined so okay. if you have the sacral defined and there's no motor connected to the throat, you're a generator. But okay. if you have the sacral defined and either the sacral itself or the ego or the emotional system or the root connected up through mm. the spleen to the throat, that would make you a manifesting generator, which means that you're here to wait to respond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, follow that response where it takes you and then allow that wave to go through its process. And once you're clear, then you can go ahead and manifest it. You don't need to be asked again. Right. Then you can go do it. So it's like, you know, do you want to play tennis? Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a clear right. sacral response. Now you can go play tennis. Right. Manifesting generators move faster than generators. They uh, skip steps. Uh, we always say to manifesting generators, always work from a list. Uh, because you want to know what you can, but more importantly, what you cannot skip. Uh, so you don't have to be told to go back and redo something because that's not at all in on the right. table for the manifesting <laughs> generator. They say, screw it. I'm going on to the next thing. Right. And just so our audience knows that um, I've picked up on a lot of this stuff because me and Stephen actually first met like six, seven years ago before he left New York City. And he did my human design chart back then. Uh, I don't even remember how I found out about it. Yeah, but me neither. Someone, I, I mean, I know I found you through the website. And, oh, okay. And you were listed as one of the practitioners. I just happened to pick and contacted you. And you said, you're lucky you caught me. I'm leaving next week for right. California. I was like your last uh, New York client. New York client. Yeah, oh, but, oh 08. Right, oh, 08. So it's yeah, almost 10 years, seven, eight, almost nine eight, years. Eight years. Eight, almost nine years. But I remember you said, listen to the uh-huh, uh-uh, uh-huh, uh-uh. So ever since then, and I've listened to that recording many times since, so that's why you'll hear me, hmm, hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do that even a lot on my radio show because I paid attention to what you said eight years ago. Excellent. I'm, it, it sunk in. I'm impressed. <laughs> the body got it. 
Yeah, well, it's the body's life. See, the first seven years of human design, if you enter in, is to decondition, is to let go. It's a genetic learning. It's not a mental learning process. Right. And so, you know, and, the, and what I love about doing readings is uh, to watch people... F- watch the freedom come out of them they just seem to be this weight gets lifted in the first reading because you get exactly what you need in order to go out in the world and start your experiment and and to see the liberation of the body because the body's been waiting to be liberated because the mind has trapped it for its whole life okay we just got like 30 seconds before we go to break one other quick thing that you see there that that you want to mention well, see, where you're open, what you're prone to is uh, trying to be spontaneous. Ah, okay. So you have an open spleen, an open immune system. Right. Actually, uh, that uh, to holding on, to, watch out what you hold on to and watch uh, out what you let go of because uh, the immune system uh, is here to keep you alive in the now. But when you're open, there's fears that you may suffer that don't belong to you, uh, okay. uh, like fear of yesterday. Oh, fear of yesterday. Interesting. Fear of the past. Okay. Let's let's hold it there. Um, when we come back, believe it or not, it's our last segment coming up. Uh, we'll, so fast. Yes, so fast. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about how this can help you, and uh, we'll end up the show. We'll give you how to get in touch with Stephen. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour. We've been talking with Stephen today all about human design. He's been giving you a little insights into my chart and some of the reasons why I'm such a lunatic. (laughs) So, Stephen, uh, I'm just curious. uh, Over the years that you've been doing this and working with people, has there been... um, something i mean let's just like one really extreme example of somebody who you know after you um gave them a reading and they understood their chart like it caused them to really understand themselves in such a way that they totally changed their life and now they're like doing amazing you know the interesting is that there's i've only had a few soldiers as i'd like to turn them Ah. you know the ones that 
wanted to go you. all the way. Ah, okay. Like Ed, Ed, my t- original right. partner teacher, he, he, him and I were like thick as thieves with this. That's all we wanted. You know, we, this was it. We knew right. this was it. Right. And when I was in Hawaii, I had a friend of mine, his name is Carl Johnson, and he actually had a similar, not, I wouldn't say similar experience to Rob, but he had his own kind of maddening experience that he mm-hmm. went through and ended up, you know, leaving his life and searched all over the world, sat with every guru. He sat with Amici mm. for a long time. Oh, I mean, he just, really, he, just he, in town. He, inf- he investigated everything and everyone. Wow. And when he finally found human design, mm-hmm. he says, finally, something that puts me in my body <laughs> ah. because everything else wants to take me out of my body. Yeah. And human design wants you to get your life here now yeah. today. Yeah. Like now, this yeah. is now stuff. Yeah. This isn't about trying to go like those quotes. It's, there's no destination. Right. Life is a journey. Right. You know, and as Mike Dooley said, you know, s- serious kills. Yeah. You know, don't yeah. life is a joke. Get yeah. your joke because we're all <laughs> upside down and backwards. We're all right. tormented by what we're not and not embracing really who we are. We know it's in there, but we don't know how to, you know, everybody wants their job, right? Everybody right. wants to find their way but nobody's been able to see what their job description is right here's your job description not here's your owner's manual here's how you're designed now don't believe it test it prove it to yourself this is empirical knowledge it's designed to be proven to yourself that this is valid for you yeah i remember that was something you said to me years ago like this is the owner's manual for your body and your life it's the blueprint it's your schematic and we only have aspects and you know the what do you life, mean we only have aspects? Well, when you look at the chart, it's mostly white. Your red and right. blacks are a, a minor percentage compared to the white. Yeah. yeah. So all that white stuff is what you're drawn towards. Mm. You know, every every gate, if it's not part of a definition, part of a channel, every gate is like a hand stretched out looking to connect to the other side. Right. And this is life. We're not designed to survive alone. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're definitely, we're social beings. We're here to work with each other. What has it done for you in your life? I mean, how have have you changed how you live on a daily basis based on what you've learned from your own chart? Well, I don't take myself too seriously. And (laughs) um, and I'm not impressed with being busy. (laughs) Ah, not impressed with being busy. That's a good one. I'm a human being. I'm not a human doing. Yes. Yes. Oh, I say that to people all the time. So, you know, and and talking about being in the park and appreciating the flowers in the moment. I mean, that's why I've lived in all these places, because right from the beginning, I didn't really fit into the, you know, marriage and real job and career stuff in that traditional sense. It didn't make sense to me. I saw it as all as a sham. I thought, you know, we're doing terrible things and acting terribly, really, overall in this and now, you know, in this mental world. Right. Where the mind is run amok. I mean, look yes. at the way we legislate and the way things run. I mean, clearly we're insane. <laughs> we are. We're <laughs> totally insane, you know. And But there's people that are going, well, I'm trying not to be so insane. You know, let me appreciate life to some degree. But right. again, without the job description, it's difficult. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, and I, I really believe in what you said before. It's like really one of the main things is knowing what you're not, knowing what you're not here to do. Because so much of the time we get caught up in what other people think we should be doing. And so we go along with it. But that's not what we're here to do. Yeah. When I, when I got moved to Hawaii, people say, how did you move to Hawaii? I was like, well, I had no choice. <laughs> it was the only place that really asked me to be there when I needed to go somewhere from where I was. Right. 
and it was a perfect place for me to go. I was already living in the house. I was staying in the house uh, in Hawaii when I went for a visit, and they said, well, did, would you ever think of moving to Hawaii? I was like, I don't know. Where would I live? And they're like, in this bedroom that you're sleeping in? <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I'm in a beautiful $2 million Japanese-style sliding wall home with wow. a five miles up the hill where they could see the ocean and oh, over wow. the jungle. I mean, it was just insanely gorgeous. Why did you ever move back? Uh well, my mother got pretty ill, and oh, okay. um, I, in, in an insane way, I started to miss the cold weather. Wow, interesting. I'm a seasonal guy. Okay. I mean, I did. it was great because I never was out of seasons, right. and I went five years without having w- real winter to deal with, so right. that was a treat, but... Right. You are stuck in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and New York is where all the sick people are. So, you know, I want to do the work here. Ah, you need to heal some of those sick people. Got to huh? help these people, man. Right. I mean, that was what happened. I was hanging out with what was called the Kingdom of Tui and the Native Oklahoma American Church. And right. and we were doing, we we're all into a lot of lot of stuff. And and these a lot of healers were there. But a lot of them lived in New York City. And ah, the chief of the yeah. tribe was asking, why would you live in New York when you can be here in paradise? It's like, because that's where people need oh, help is right. in the city. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where people are. All right. Right. Yeah. I mean, the time I have always said for a while, the time for monks, you know, living in the caves and and in the forests out on their own is over. It's now time to embrace things here in the middle of big cities. And, you know, and if you get into the cosmology, into the what's what's happening on an evolutionary level. Yeah. I mean, there's some real major we're going through some major, major stuff. Yes. And, uh, you know, you can see. Like you have to choose a side now. Mm. There's very, you you know, the middle, the middle ground is disappearing. You can't be wishy washy anymore. You know, you can't be kind of in the middle. It's like it's, you know, the the rights and the lefts are really showing their extremities. Right. And it's because we're coming to the end of a cycle. I mean, that's why things are getting so intense. Is because it's almost. You know, we're coming to this tipping point where things are really changing. Yeah. So what would you recommend for people in this sort of changing, you know, this time of change? What what can people do to help to enjoy their lives more, not take it so seriously when it feels like all this stuff is falling apart around us? Well, that's exactly what human design offers is to understand how you make a decision Mm. to never look to anybody else for how your decision is supposed to go to know within yourself if that decision is correct because to look to somebody else to guide you you're going on a very slippery slope yeah to think that they're actually going to look out for your best interests (laughs) and not their own right so human design gives you yours so you can never fear the authority of others uh, I, I remember one of the most impactful things you said to me eight years ago in that first session was you said that based on my design that I always need to sleep on it. Mm-hmm. That like I should never make a decision in the immediate moment because I don't even know what I'm feeling. And that if anyone ever tries to pressure me into, you know, making a decision then and there to always say I need to sleep on it. And I've used that many, many times since yeah, you said buy, it to me. When you're emotional, you need to buy time. Yeah. Because you have to go through. See, the wave is uh, it goes up and down. So you can look at it like a screen. Right. So if you're in the low, everything looks low. Right. In that moment. Right. And then the screen goes up and up and then back down. So you're looking for the average. You don't mm. want to act out at any one point because it doesn't give you the picture. 
Right. So I'm busy. You can also for you. I'm busy now yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you have the channel of I am. I am busy. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So you, so you have this. You have this loyalness. Mm-hmm. You actually um, have part of this past of where we are and part of the future. Consciously, uh, you're more associated with where we are now, being loyal, uh, being a community person. Yes. Um, but in, unconsciously, you're really busy and selfish in your busyness, which is what the future is. We're moving towards selfishness. Uh, moving towards selfishness? Individual. It's the rise of the individual. That's what you're seeing. Uh, you know, you can't stop somebody who's willing to kill themselves. Yes. So we're no longer battling army to army. It's the rise of the individual that we're seeing as Istanbul. Uh, yesterday Uh, or the other day demonstrated and it's this the impact see the individual will mutate the tribe through the collective Mm. so they blow up an airport it gets broadcast all over the world and then we all have to change the way we behave unfortunately steven i'm really sorry but we're at the end of the show i wish i had you on for two more hours before we go, if people want to learn more about you, do you have a website? How do people get yes. in touch with you? Yes, right now I have, it's called geneticyoga.com. Ooh, I love that. I just like to say it's the practice of human design, which is okay. when I want to do group work here in New York City. And I'm also going to be doing readings at the Alchemist Kitchen oh, on July Kitchen. 9th uh, all day in the afternoon. Okay. So come see me on July 9th at the Alchemist Kitchen. It's on uh, First Street First right Street, off of right. 2nd Avenue between 2nd right. and Bowery. Right. And I'll be doing uh, readings. It's uh, two bucks a minute. Two bucks a minute. Wow. Two bucks a minute. And I'll be cool. fast like I am today. And I, hope. And I highly recommend. Well, thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to come into oh, the studio. Oh, my pleasure. Today. Thank you for having me. My pleasure having you on. And of course, as always, thank you, all my loyal listeners and Facebook viewers. Thank you, everybody who came in today uh, and listened in today for, to the show. Um, just some quick note, programming notes for next week. Um, starting next week, there's some schedule changes. Um, the Aurea will no longer have be going two hours on Tuesday nights. He'll do one hour on Tuesday nights and one hour on Thursday mornings. You'll see Being Community Radio will r- come back to Thursday mornings between 11 and 12. Thank you all for tuning in and we'll talk to you next week. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you concerned about epilepsy, autism, or diabetes? Are you interested in alternative treatments, the impact of health, or new therapies? Then tune into my show, Frank About Health. I'm Frank Harrison, the host. Tune in on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc, where you learn more about these illnesses, treatments, the social impacts, and create a dialogue with each other. That's Frank About Health, Thursdays, 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot 
Wednesdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And and welcome welcome to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21stCE Radio or Talk Alternative. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.